Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is push the boundaries of what it means to skate. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today, professional skateboarder and Hawaii local, Mr. Jason Park. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jason? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Yeah. It's cool Interesting, right? Being inside of a studio instead of a skate park, right? Yeah. It's weird uh, in a good way. I like not weird. As yeah. It's too professional, I would say. I'm a very non-professional human. So yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> This That's what nice. content creation is, though. And what's cool about you, man, is like not only are you have the professional skating route and whatnot, but you're also like into the content creation as well, right? With the YouTube and yeah, I think you're starting a gaming channel. There's so much we're gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to just dabble with uh, different things <laughs> right now at the moment. Yeah. I feel you. So if you mind me, let's just go back to the beginning, then, man. So how did you get into like the skating realm, and especially like being in Hawaii? I've always assumed the skating scene in Hawaii is just not as big, obviously, as like the West Coast or east coast skating it's it must be a lot different right yeah it's uh it's a lot less competitive here i think um so i started skating when i was 13 years old my 13th birthday that's kind of uh, late isn't it yeah yeah it is actually <laughs> okay. it's funny because now i think uh the the girl that won the olympics uh for street women's was i think 14 years old i or can't something. remember what her name is she was 13 or 14 years old i mean the the podiums and the olympics are all like these 14 year old kids right that are way better than i mean they're they're the best, apparently, right? Yeah, and I started gold. skating when I was 13, so I'm pretty far behind. <laughs> I know there's like a bunch of little kids that are way better than I'll ever be, but uh, you know, hey, whatever. So how come so late then, or what? What spurred you at 13? Uh, I don't know. I I used to play video games a lot, so I was a huge video game nerd uh, before I started skating. I mean, I still love games, but that's all I did was play video games, and then I would play. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. That was like my favorite game. Oh, no, and we're going to get into it, bro. Yeah, that three game is so your much favorite? fun. 3 is your favorite of the series? 3 is my favorite. I mean, I like all of them. I think I played up until uh, like American Wasteland or something. Okay. But um, I don't know. I was like tweaking out before up until like th- Tony Hawk's 3 and 4. And uh, you know when you beat the game, they have videos of like the pros actually skating. Oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot yeah so I would watch those and I was like, oh, that looks really fun. That's that seems like something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I just asked my parents for a skateboard, and on my thirteenth birthday, they got me one. Hey, so, right yeah. on! What kind of deck was it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was like a, was it Kryptonics? I don't it's even like know what It's like a generic, um, you know, like a Target uh, Sports Authority brand. Wow. Um, you know, just like a cheap complete, uh, but it got the job done. I think I rode that for the first six to eight months of skateboarding, and then you switch over to like. Uh, to like a real board from Element like a skate shop. Or I think it was like a my first real board was blind. Blind, okay, I remember yeah. blind. And then just uh, I got it at like TNC Surf and Winward Mall. Dang. Okay, um, so in that six to eight months, then would you say that you learned a lot? Then like very very quickly to the point where you're like, I'm gonna invest in like a real deck now. Well, it was never really about um, how quickly. I mean, I wasn't thinking about how quickly I was learning. I uh, wanted to learn as quickly as possible, but in just because it fascinated me and I thought tricks were really cool. And, you know, watching videos, I was like, I want to learn that trick. I want to learn that trick. So, yeah, I was out there every day practicing and trying to learn as much as I could. But it wasn't ever to try and, you know, be at this high skill level. Uh, it was more just it was fun. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. And so I, that's all I wanted to do. Like every day after school, I just go home and get my board. And then until it got dark, just like practice in my driveway. I feel you. And uh, honestly, like for me back in the day. I was never, I was into gaming a lot too. I still am, like you said. Um, I, that's why I wanted to get into it. A little bit of beef with you. Number three, uh-huh. Tony Hawk, it's all right. But uh, THPS 2. 2. 2 okay. is the best two one. 2 is great. Yeah, no, 2 is great. <laughs> Everybody always says 3 is the best. And I think 3 was the one where you could uh, skate as Kelly Slater. 
or something. Oh, I, I think so. With the yeah. Surfboard. Yeah. I was like, that is baloney. So it, two, I was like, this is this is. Well, it. they were hidden characters. They weren't actually built into That's the true. game. There's like Darth Maul. Spider Man. Was uh, Spider Man might have been two. I forget. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was. It's a long time ago. My brain doesn't work too well. Do you but... remember who you uh, played as as, as like your uh, main guy? Oh man, I think like I used to like Rune Glyphberg. That was and... my guy. Yeah, Let's Rune Glyphberg. Yeah, Rune. and Chad Muska. Those are the two that I always Muska used. Muska was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I used Mullen a lot. Ronnie Mullen. Oh just yeah, he's uh, uh, he's the best. He's actually specifically the reason I think I started skating. Rodney Mullen was um when you beat the game with him because uh do you do you remember which one Rodney Mullen was? He did a lot of freestyle, which is um, where you kind of just stay in one spot or there's no obstacles. Oh. And you kind of, it's like a bunch of weird tricks. But uh, he actually, he invented most of the tricks in skateboarding that everyone does today. He invented like the ollie on Flatland. And uh, I think he was the first one to do Wait, it on Flatland. He's, he invented the ollie? I think that like someone else did ollies on ramps and he was one of the first ones, maybe the first, um, to do it on like the actual ground. Whoa. I I know he invented like heel flips and tray flips and... I want to say he invented kickflip. I might be wrong on that, but he oh invented like most of the tricks that modern skateboarding is built off of. Um, probably like over fifty different tricks. Shout out to Rodney Mullen, man. I didn't know that. Everybody knows Tony Hawk, obviously, because of the name. But yeah. there's all of these like you know legends. And what's crazy is your sport, skateboarding, is like not a very old sport. You know, like it's not too old. No. Not, yeah. When did you know when it like first started? 80s? 70s? Seventies or eighties? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not too. Uh, knowledgeable in the history of it okay just, yeah, i just like doing it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so for me it's funny because uh when i was i used to live in vegas right mm-hmm. and so skating over there was like i would say it's, it's probably bigger there's more skate parks at least uh yeah. over there than there was you know in hawaii at the time but when i was living there i always wanted to get into skateboarding because that was like the era of x games for us right yeah yeah so x games were popping off it was a really big thing you know you knew all of the guys that were in the skate side you knew the bmx guys even yeah. you knew everything because they were just so cool and they really pushed it and so that kind of like uh, I don't know defined the era for me, you know, along with like listening to Lincoln Park and all of this oh, other stuff. Yeah, I was like, too, oh my god, yeah. it's just a perfect uh, like mesh, you know, nineties and uh, what a great early. time in life. I loved it, dude. So Hybrid I, Theory, Meteora, oh, those Hybrid albums theory. like defined my childhood. Yes, dude. Meteora had the Gundam on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so it was honestly just such a great thing. But for me, for whatever reason, I could not skate to save my life. Like I don't think I have good balance or something. Like uh-huh. there's something off because. <laughs> I tried. I had an element deck. Uh, I used to try a lot, actually. I can do, like, the basic stuff, like all these kickflips, shove-its, and all of this. But... That's good. If you can do shove-its and kickflips, that sort of board manipulation, that's not beginner. Oh, really? You know, I, okay. To me, I feel like you have to put in a certain amount of effort to get to that point to oh. be able to do shove-its and kickflips. Hey. I mean, everybody's different. Maybe some people could pick it up and do it quickly. But uh, Professional skater Jason Park just said that I'm actually pretty good at skating, so you guys heard it here first. <laughs> it's amazing. Official. It's official. He's amazing. <laughs> but, okay, but this is where you're going to laugh at me now because I didn't have that good balance with the skateboard. And because X Games was big, I was actually the guy using the rollerblades at the skate park. That's No, that's cool. Oh, really? Okay, so okay. I... I mean, growing up in Hawaii, I think it's a little different because everything, you know, the community is a lot more tight-knit. Yes. But I have a bunch of friends that were, you know, well, not close friends, but rollerbladers, bikers, BMX, I don't know what you call them. Right. Uh, you know, we, they would all share the skate park. We'd all share oh, the park okay. together. At least in Kaneohe. I grew up in Kaneohe. So at Kaneohe Skate Park, there were, you know, rollerbladers, there were BMXers, and we'd all just kind of be hanging out, getting along. So oh. maybe in, you know, on the mainland, it's more of a thing where they all hate each other. But uh, down here, I was cool with it. In fact, oh. I actually, wa- were you super into rollerblading? I was super into rollerblading. I used to watch rollerblading videos sometimes before I went skating to get excited. Really? The, to- the what? Yasutoko Brothers? Uh, no, I didn't. I, uh-huh. They were in the X Games. Yes. They were really cool. 
Um, I remember there's this one guy, Chris Haffey. Do you know who that is? Yes, I remember the name. He was my favorite rollerblader. He was the only one I knew, actually. But I would watch his rollerblading parts. I don't know what you call them. And uh, <laughs> to get motivated because he would jump down like huge things, huge rails, yeah. huge stair sets. Um, I'm, there's a stair set called El Toro that's really famous, and uh, it's like a 20 stair. It's huge. Holy I think he did like a fakie 720 down it, which oh is you start backwards and you land backwards oh my on rollerblades. On a 20 flight of stairs. Yeah, it was really crazy. So, I mean, it wasn't all the time, but I definitely would watch rollerblading videos, and they were filmed kind of the same way that yep. skate videos were, and there's a lot of parallels between them. So I was always... Um, I always respected them. For I sure. appreciate that. No, yeah, because yeah. before it was definitely like it was more of like an embarrassing thing to bring up for me. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like, oh, I, I like to skate, and then you you bring out your you know rollerblades, and they're like, that's not skating. What are you doing? You know, like they would just call you out on <laughs> it's it. It's a like, form of skating. I always thought so, yeah. you know, and it it had like the you kind of remember like Brink right on Disney Channel. Amazing movie, incredible. Team Pop and Suds, baby. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's what I really like. That's the kind of thing that spurred me, you know. And I, you know, watching the Yasutoko brothers, they were Japanese, and I was like, yeah, they're you know they're killing it. They did like, I don't even know, 1080s and stuff, like super easy triple backflips and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, how do people not think this is cool? You know, like I understand the skateboarding; it's it's a lot harder. You're manipulating something that's not attached to your body, mm -hmm. and you can actually do a lot more tricks with it because of that. But I was still like, these guys are still doing triple backflips, like. <laughs> How do you not respect this, you know? I mean, uh, so this is a generalization, but I think a lot of skating culture can be sort of, uh, I mean, I, it can be very judgmental, mm -hmm. even within skateboarding, The you know, like what skateboard you ride, what tricks you oh. do. You know, I mean, this is not for everyone, especially not here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But um, in general, it can be a very uh, judgmental community at, in some ways. I can see that. Um, yeah, you know, people are doing whatever tricks are trending and cool and, um, if you're doing tricks that aren't, you know, you'll get made fun of sometimes or like the clothing you wear if it's oh, not right. uh, in style and uh, that sort of thing, um, which I actually dealt with. Um, I don't know. So I don't know if you know a lot about skating, but a lot of the tricks I do are not considered normal or cool. <laughs> uh, well, I think they're, they're cool because what you do and if uh, people, you. you know, they don't know who you are, they should. But they, if they don't, what you what I said at the beginning, you know, pushing the boundaries of what it means to skate. You definitely like invent a lot of different things, and it's very unorthodox, is what I would say. And you kind of like, you know, you you uh, go off of that, you know, you play yeah. into that. Yeah, it's uh, I that's what always fascinated me. So when I was younger and I was starting to skate, all the tricks I thought were cool were I think they would call them like circus tricks or oh. just uh, tricks that weren't really accepted, but were just kind of cool joke tricks, like oh, dork tricks. And those were the ones I thought were cool because nobody was doing them. Mm. So I always thought, oh, I want to spend my whole life skating doing only like joke tricks and like circus tricks and like weird tricks because that's what I thought was cool because nobody was doing it. Everybody, uh, a lot of skating trends are cyclical, but, um, you know, whatever's popular at the time, people kind of jump on that. And uh, especially, you know, other skate scenes. When I was up in California, when I was living up there, a lot of the people you see are... You know, they're emulating someone, uh, mm. whoever's like the big skater at the time. Uh, you know, they're trying to be somebody else. They're trying to do the tricks that are popular that the biggest pros are oh, doing. Oh, I see. And uh, so a lot of tricks, if they're popular at the time, you see everybody doing them or trying to learn them. Same with clothing. When If there's a certain style that's going around, everybody dresses the same way. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just a fan of like kind of the freaks in skateboarding. Mm. Um, a lot of my favorite skaters growing up that had the biggest influence on me they never really made it. A lot of my favorite skaters never went pro or they're not making a ton of money. You know, they're working in post office and stuff right now uh, just as normal jobs. But 
to me, that's where I would get the most inspiration was from these people that are doing these weird tricks that I'd never seen or trying to like and do something new, I guess. Mm. Um, so that's what I always thought was cool is uh, skateboarding is this thing where all these people do it. It's so hugely popular. And yet any single person can do something new that's never been done before. Which is crazy to think about, Jason, because it's weird. (laughs) I would think that there has to be like a finite number of things to like, you know, like after a kickflip, there's like a double kickflip, triple kickflip, whatever it may be. But there's only, you know, so many ways you can manipulate the board, or at least that's what I thought. But that's why it's cool to see you, you know, because you are creating like new tricks, which for me, I was like, how the heck is there still new tricks to create? You know, at this point, that's what I thought was cool about it was that there were an infinite amount of tricks to do because for example, oh yeah, there's kickflip, then there's double kickflip, and then there's triple kickflip. Then obviously a quad is possible, mm-hmm. and then after that, what a quint is possible, whatever you call it, I don't know. Uh, but a quintuple. Flip, <laughs> I don't know if that's. That? I don't even know if that's possible. Uh, Let's be real. Flip. I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, tricks like that, you know, like you, skating is all about taking what you have and building upon it. So you mm-hmm. can kickflip, you can pop shove it. You put them together, you have a varial flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a kickflip, you have a three sixty, you shove it. You put them together, it's a tray flip. You know that's how. All these tricks were invented in the first place. Oh. So that's what was cool to me about it is that you could just take these combinations that nobody's done, whether nobody's been able to do it or nobody wants to do it. Um, you know, there's so much out there that just hasn't been done. And uh, I think a lot of people are limited by thinking that something's only possible once they've seen it. Um, mm. That's, I think, a lot of people have that mindset, whereas it doesn't have to be that way. You know, a lot of, a lot of the, the tricks that I've done just come from like, hey, that would be cool. Like, it would be cool if somebody did this. And then you think, oh, why can't I do this? You know, and if you just put in enough work and practice, I mean, I've obviously failed at a lot of my ideas and a lot of the ideas in my head, they sound really cool. And then upon execute execution, they look kind of um, not that cool. But <laughs> overall, you know, that's that's what I love about skating is you can just you can do things that nobody's done before if you just put in the work or Half of it is coming up with the right idea, right? You know, the right concept. Um, coming up with that—that that, oh, I've never seen somebody do something like this before. And um, even now, I'll think of some tricks that apply to a different obstacle that I'm not that great at. Like I'm not great at skating rails, mm-hmm. but I'll think of a trick and I'll tell it to my friend who is good at skating rails. I'll be like, "Hey, you should try this," and they'll be like, "Oh, I never thought of that before." And you know, it's there's so many ways you can skate. There's so many different obstacles, and uh, there. That's why I love it. It's just endless. It's, it feels like a video game. It feels like a real right. life video game, which is kind of what drew me to it. I think a lot of sports, um, you know, especially team sports, basketball, baseball, soccer, uh, you have these rules. There's like this, um, you know, there's this set Boundaries. way that you're supposed yeah, to yeah, do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you can't break the rules. You have to just excel within their parameters. And with skating, it's the total opposite where you can... You know, it's encouraged to break the rules if you can, if you can find a way to do it. Um, so that's why, for me personally, you know, when I was younger, I had severe ADHD. Mm. I mean, I'm sure I still do. But uh, so I had all this energy and all my brain was going a million miles an hour. And it was kind of this outlet. I tried all these other sports, you know, like I tried baseball, soccer, even did stuff like gymnastics, you know, and a horseback riding, whatever. And uh, well, horseback riding was cool. Is, I, is that even really a sport? I don't think. I don't, I don't well, think. no, it was in the Olympics, I believe. Yeah. Com- it's competitive to a point, right? I don't know uh, if that's considered. I don't know what the definition of sport would be. But uh, anyway, I, I almost forgot what I, I was it. talking about. Um, so those, I was always getting so restless because you know you're waiting your turn, and then you just you have to play a certain way. You're working on your technique, like oh, you have to hit the ball like this. You have to 
you know, like work on kicking like this to do it better. And with skating, you could just do whatever you wanted. You know, right. you could do handstands and like flop all over the ground and um, just grab your board and throw it around and it, you can call it a trick. Right. You know? But it, what's crazy about what you do, man, is like, well, this is general too. True innovation is so hard to come by. Like truly coming up with something unique and new is almost impossible now these days. Like it feels like everything's been invented, you know, like mm -hmm. there's just uh, plays off of things that are already existing. But I've seen like what you're saying, um, even though you're like combining different things and saying, OK, let's try this out. I still watch some of your videos and I'm like, I, I swear, I don't think this is a real thing. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that is not like a, a combination of something else. That's like com something completely new. Yeah. So true innovation, you know, I, I think that was actually probably a testament to, you know, having a ADHD and stuff as a kid, maybe yeah. it makes you think in different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. And it translates over into what you're doing now. And I think that's a beautiful thing because before back in our day, I remember people that uh, were diagnosed ADD or ADHD, they're like, it, they made it seem like it was a lot worse than it was. You know, uh -huh. like you're never going to succeed in school. Well, if there are downsides it. to it for sure. I, um, yeah, they're, right. they're, they're, I struggled in many areas of life because of it. But uh, thankfully, skateboarding existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can kind of go back into that then. Um, when you when did you actually go pro, and what does it mean to go pro? So there's like, it depends on who you ask. To me, there's two different definitions of being a professional skater. One, the one that most skateboarders uh, except is that you have your name on a skateboard. Usually when a skateboarder has their name on a board, that's them going pro. Oh, wow. And then, um, so, you know, there's other products. For example, I have like a pro, a signature wheels, sunglasses, um, used to have bearings and I have like trucks, but those all come after you get your first skateboard. So mm. it was almost at the time I was waiting for my first signature skateboard to be released. And then all the other companies that I was writing for were kind of waiting for that to release their own products. I don't know why it is that way, mm -hmm. but that's just how it is in skating. So okay. if you ask an average skater, they'll be like, oh, you have your name on a board. Then you're a pro skater. Okay. That's what most, because you have a company that's willing to support you like that and believe in you in that, in that way. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's an acknowledgement of your accomplishments and your skill level. But the, in today's day and age, I also would consider being a pro skater, just making a living off of it. Being right. able to getting money for yeah. skating. Exactly, because a lot of skaters with their names on boards are not making a lot of money. There's mm. not a lot of money to be made in skating. So someone can be technically a pro skater by having their name on a board and products, but they're not making much. They're not making enough money to live. A lot of these skaters with their own boards, they're living in closets. They have you know like one or two other jobs. Um, so oh. it just depends on your definition of it. I I consider it now. It's almost like you need a combination of the both. Right. Having your name on a board but also being able to make enough money to survive. That makes sense. Because that it's a lot more than just having your name on a product and making royalties unless you're a part of, you know, this small percent of companies that are paying you really well. It's a very very small percent. Right. Um in fact, I think a lot of skaters make more of their money on their own um and also through contests i think contests are a big way to make money is it really though because i always was under the like uh you know just i always thought that when you like compete in some whatever contest it is like x games like mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier i didn't think you were making that much money from that i mean i think the money comes from brand endorsement sponsorships but yeah. the actual prize money i never felt like was like ooh super massive like a million dollars you know yeah that's true and i i I wouldn't know, I guess, because I'm not really a contest skater, but I know there's oh, okay. there's a lot of skaters. That, there's like a 1% of skaters that are like really good at contests. And they kind of like are all skating the same contest and placing. But uh, there's a lot of my friends, they're really good contest skaters, and they just kind of travel around or skating contests constantly. That's like mm. what they do. 
right. totally different life than what I know. Oh, okay. um, they I... just travel, go to contest, 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 and that's what they do. That's what they're good at. Um, but there's like another side of skating where it's you know filming video parts, going out in the streets, and that's the the side that I was more fascinated in growing up, and that I kind of became a part of. It's just going out filming video parts, um, and that sort of thing. So how did you? end up getting this company reaching out to you then, you know, to say, okay, do you want to put your name on a skateboard? Like, how did you get this, like, your attention out there, like your name out there, you know? I don't know. So it's very different now. It's all social media now, right? right? Like uh, Instagram and that sort of thing. And I know, I remember when Instagram started becoming a big thing, a lot of companies were, you know, they had these, they had their riders like, oh, we're going to kick you off if you don't use Instagram, if you don't have an account. Really? You, yeah, it's Whoa, weird. That is weird. Yeah, and they judge people based on how many followers they have. I think it's wrong, but That's I understand wrong. it from a business perspective, mm-hmm. but I disagree with it personally. That's archaic, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. about engagement more so than it is on the follower count. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, every all of that, though. But in terms of, there are very few uh, really uh, successful skaters that don't have social media. Right. You know, because... Nowadays, at least. Yeah. And... Uh, so for me, I remember I moved to LA, I think around 2012 to 2013. How old were you back then? Uh, 2012, 2013. So I was like 23. Oh, okay, so, okay. 22, 23. Okay. And, Not a uh, really young kid then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to pursue skating. Like, whatever. If it doesn't work out, I don't care. You know, I just want to <laughs> like move and go. All I cared about was filming video parts and going out and skating all these famous spots. Um, it's weird the life I live now because it was never my, I mean, it would have been cool, I thought, to go pro and make a living off of skating, but I never really thought that was a realistic option. Mm. I Honestly, I was like, I did not think that was going to happen. I just wanted to travel, film video parts, and skate all these famous places that I saw as a kid growing up watching skate videos. So, um, you know, I moved out to LA and was just like, oh, we'll see what happens. I just want to, like, move out there and skate and see what opportunities are out there. And through being out there you just make a lot of connections Mm. um you know just meeting a lot of i met a lot of skaters and um important connections just through being out skating in the streets running into people at street spots at schools you know hopping fences yeah (laughs) schools businesses loading docks in the backs of buildings um and at these famous spots which are you know in the middle of nowhere Uh i met so many important connections that i would Mm. just never every day was kind of like a new adventure um, so just over the years of living out there, that's how I gained a lot of my sponsors, which is meeting people at the right time, or also it was video parts too, um, right. skate videos coming out on YouTube that I would be working on that would have people reaching out once those got released. Um, only more recently in the past, like five, five or so years has it been more Instagram heavy. Now it's all like social media, I have people reaching out like, oh, like we saw your YouTube channel or, you know, we... We saw you on Instagram, and that's how things work now. But it wasn't like that of back course, when yeah. I moved to LA at that's all. Why. Before, I think, even like if we take it further back, it was people like we were saying at the beginning using the VHX cameras, right? The yeah. Sony camcorders. And then from there, there was no place to upload it to. There was no YouTube. <laughs> There's no Instagram. You had to actually turn that thing into like a VHS and yes. try to sell it or hand it out to people, even. Give out your tapes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Give out your tapes. And then hopefully you get into the hands of a sponsor, and uh-huh. then that was your dream, right? So it's kind of cool now that we're in like the digital age where it is easier to upload and stuff. But it's very, very awesome to see you chasing like the concept of skating rather than, you know, the money that came with skating. Yeah. Yeah. It really reminds me of um, this is going to sound really nerdy, but you're a gamer, too. So let's go with it. I'm a complete nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground. 
I think yeah. the story of that one was a kid with a camcorder trying to go famous, right? And mm-hmm. he was trying to film himself at different spots, skating crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was the premise, and I think that's what it was for a lot of people. They inspired to do that. Is that the one where Hawaii was the level? Yes. You do the McTwist over the helicopter, yes. and that that <laughs> other kid, I think his name is Eric. He steals the tape and of you doing the McTwist that, over okay, the helicopter. That was a little bit weird. Yeah, that's not part of the story. I was but. like, how can you not tell it's a different person? <laughs> It's, I mean, whatever, it's a game. It's it was a, and let's be honest, Tony Hawk was not about story. It was about, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. there. But that was also the one, shout out to this, is that you could jump into the Tiki's mouth. And yeah. that was like the secret. <laughs> yeah, that was a secret <laughs> skate spot. Such a good game, man. Such it was an incredible game, game yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm happy to hear, you know, you got inspired by that. But it's very cool to see, you know, like even back then or when you first started going to LA, you were just finding these random people and making these connections. It's a little bit, uh, I would say, attributed to luck. But, you know, you got to put yourself into these opportunities where you could be seen. You know, you, yeah, exactly. you, you saw that where Hawaii, I'm sure there's not very many sponsors or scouts that come out here. Let's be honest. Yeah. So my first sponsor ever was, well, I had like a couple minor ones just from online videos that were just, you know, um, various small companies, just a person with like clothes, like printing T-shirts oh, right, or right. something. But my first actual sponsor was 808 Skate. Um, wow, nice. Shout out 808 Skate yeah, in Kailua. Best in right, right. Best skate shop on the island. Okay. Best humans. But um, I remember that day. Um, so they used to hold four skate contests every year um, all over the island. Um, it was called like the Ash Contest Series. And they did, I remember showing up to one one day at Keolu, which is like a Kailua skate park, mm-hmm. um, Enchanted Lakes. And um, this Chuck, he's the owner of 808 Skate. He always does the emceeing at all the events. I remember walking in and saying hi to him. And he's like, hey, uh, do you want to skate for 808 Skate? And I was like blown away. I was some little kid. Um, who a lot of people didn't like because I would do a bunch of the stupid tricks, you know, mm-hmm. um, and my style was really bad. Uh, but yeah, I remember that was, I'll always remember that day walking in, walking in and him asking me if I wanted to ride for 808 skate. And that was the first contest I skated in the sponsored division. That's um, amazing. and to this day, I don't even know what year that was, but it had to have been probably like around like 13 years ago, I don't know, 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm not even going to guess, but uh, to this day, you know, I, I have a very close relationship with them. They are the first people to really believe in me. Um, and it, it's funny because I got, you wouldn't know it, but well, some people would know it. I got a lot of hate growing up, a lot of hate um, for the way I skated. Really? Because, I wouldn't expect that. Because Just I, it was so weird? Yeah, I'm doing weird tricks, tricks that I think are are interesting because nobody does them, but nobody does them because they're not cool. And then I'm trying to like invent these tricks, but... Um, you know, a lot of them come out, they look kind of stupid or they're not very, uh, you know, conventional, socially conventional, acceptable. I think that's the best way. Yeah. Um, it's funny because when I first started my Instagram account, I was just like, I was like, think of a name. I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, Jason Park sucks. I just thought of that. Like, I was like, I'll change it later or something. And uh, then it just stuck. And I remember a couple of maybe months, years later, um, I was talking to my friend's girlfriend at the time. And she's like, oh, that's funny. Your Instagram name's Jason Park sucks. Like, like the the computer password. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And apparently, another skate shop on the island, I'm not going to say who they are because I don't even know if this is true. But what she told me, she was close with a lot of people at that skate shop, was that the password to their computer was Jason Park sucks. What the Yeah, heck? another skate shop on the island. They made Whoa. their computer password that. I, I, I want to say it's true because I actually know one specific person at that shop that um, has always really disliked my skating. Um, but enough to change your password yeah, to that. I don't know. Like, uh, and it's just a kid having fun. Like, oh, what I was heck? young too. I was like, actually, you know, I was like this little kid 
So you know what that is, though. Honestly, I think it's like maybe they saw something in you that was special, and they're just like kind of hating on it. You know, that's how it is. Like trying to sh- shove you down so you don't rise to the top. You know, yeah. It must be something like that because why else would you hate on a little kid? Like grown people. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and it is it, the person I'm thinking of is a grown man yeah. who really didn't like me. But um, I I think a part of it was because I was making like I do my YouTube channel now, right? But I only really started trying to uh make a you know make a career out of it or i don't even want to call it a career but i only started really pursuing my youtube channel and developing that over the past two years but i did that was my main outlet uh when i was a kid growing up um you know like 2000 up until like 2008 or so um, when i was like really young i would just make my own videos film them, put them out on my youtube channel uh, when i moved to la 2012 that kind of took a big break for you know what you're that, like, posting in 2008 on youtube uh, since I think even earlier, maybe 2005 or so. That was when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I'd have to look when the first video was, maybe 2005 or 2006. But because I saw it and I was like, oh, this is cool. It's yeah. an outlet for my videos. Because even before YouTube existed, I'd always be filming my skating and making edits and putting them out on like, uh, there were DVDs, but they weren't, you know, I didn't have a DVD burner. They were like, uh, like CDRs or whatever. Okay. And uh, just have the files on them to give to my friends. So I was always making videos. Ever since I, even the first year of skating, I was filming myself, making videos, edits to music. And so when YouTube came out, I was like, oh, it's a cool outlet. So instead of putting them on these discs, I can just send the link to my friends, mm. you know? Because I would also film my friends too, and I make videos with um, them. So yeah, I was doing YouTube never, because you couldn't make money off of it back Not then. Not at the beginning. It was no. just for fun. Um, but I remember. Uh, some of my videos would be getting a lot of views. And I think um, a lot of people didn't like that because it the skating I did was stupid in a way, oh my you know, goodness, yeah. um, which I understand. Don't get me. I'm not saying like they were wrong. Look at me now. No, it's not like that at all. Like they, they every skating is subjective. And I was doing a bunch of stuff that I acknowledged was stupid. I was like, yeah, these are just dumb, you know, okay. stupid tricks. Okay, let me let me uh, chime in here because I, I'm getting a little bit frustrated with this chime right away, now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's get personal about this. Please the try. beginning of skating, from what I know, um, again, I'm not a skater, so, you know, just hear me out here. But I used to, like, love the thing a lot where I would study it, right? Mm-hmm. The very beginnings of skating, it was weird to do any kind of trick. It was, uh-huh. skating before was literally just riding a skateboard. Like, yeah. And then when it added, like, you know, they were going in, like, pools and stuff and, like, riding up and down pools. They yeah. weren't, like, you know, doing, like, uh, fl- any kind of flips or grabs or anything. It was just them riding in a pool, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when it finally came into like, you know, where these tricks and stuff were coming around, you know, like Tony Hawk's era and all of these guys inventing things, then it was still like kind of weird. Like they were probably seen as like, what are you guys doing? You know, like this is a natural, right? Yeah. But if they didn't do that, where would skating be today? You know? And that's yeah. what it is. Is like they need innovators. They need people like you who are continuing to like try to push this into something different because if not, it would have just been literally people riding on flat ground <laughs> yeah. yeah, from place to place. But also, I mean, the, the beauty of skating is that you, you can, you know, everybody takes their own path, kind of like how I did, but you need people that think that's stupid. You need people to mm. think that what I'm doing is whack, you know? Um, in the same way where some people are incredible at just grinding huge rails. Mm-hmm. To me, um, I don't, It's not, I wouldn't say it's boring, but I don't really watch those um, videos for inspiration mm. i watch more like the other weirdos that are trying new concepts um but you you know you need these different areas of skateboarding for um you know, all of it is really cool like yeah and i mean that's why they have different divisions in x games right it's like there's like the half pipe or quarter pipe um they yeah. have big air now they had you know street 
and they're all like different lanes you know you can't yeah. be like a specialist at all of them it's people innovating in one certain area i think exactly yeah. yeah and i think um you know i'm very lucky to have grown up in the time of you know youtube and social media because without that outlet um i don't think my the type of skating i do isn't very uh, no big companies were going to put me on i'll put it that way right um so it, and it's interesting now because back then it was all about you'd be trying really hard. Every skater would be trying really hard to get sponsors. Yeah. And then once you do, the sponsors are the one that put you out there. They put your name out there. Mm. No one would know. No one would know who you were if you didn't have the right sponsors mm. uh, pushing your name, putting you out in their videos, taking you on tours. Now every individual skater has their own social media presence, and they're the ones advertising the company. It's totally reversed itself. Yep. Yep. It's really fascinating. Yep. They're trying to piggyback on the company is trying to piggyback on the uh, personality now, which is insane and amazing. You know, and it's so, really cool, especially for what you're doing, where it is a very unique space. You know, it, it's very eye catching. You know, like when you see the short burst of a clip of you doing something crazy, it's like, wait, wh what did I just see you go back and rewatch it again? Because yeah, you didn't yeah. process <laughs> what you just saw. Whereas, you know, in another skating video, when I'm seeing somebody just like on a quarter pipe or half pipe or something, just doing like airs and stuff, I'm like, okay, I've seen this before, you know, like exactly. But some people want to watch want that. that. Some still, people right? only would yeah. want to watch that. And that's okay. There's no yeah. issue with that. Yeah. It's just, it's it, the thing that really catches people's eye is stuff that's new and stuff that's different. So you're definitely like in a great place in digital now where it's like, you're thriving in it, dude, you're, you're killing it. And I think what's cool about you too, is you understand like the concept of how to like push the social media aspect with skating to, you mm -hmm. know push yourself further because i'm not too sure but i don't think there's very many skaters uh professional skaters that are actually on the youtube scene like not many no it was see, uh, yeah. very frowned upon for a long time mm. um being a skater and a youtuber it's like being a youtuber um sort of uh delegitimate de delegitimized you i don't mm. even know if that's a word yeah, but uh okay yeah <laughs> uh, but it was it was um, it was it was like you'd be seen as kind of weird or are wacky for putting your personality out there and mm -hmm. um a lot of people frowned upon it in the skateboarding industry a lot of people still do but it's changing now and you know i have uh i have a couple friends that do youtube for a living um yeah. that where they have millions of their skaters but they have millions of youtube followers they're you know they're wildly successful and uh there was a time where People just made fun of them relentlessly. Wow. And people still do. It's funny because... They should be laughing last, though, because, you know, they're making yeah. bank off of it. <laughs> it's crazy. But, I mean, I have some friends that are just... They're living these incredible lives. They have these, you know, wives and families, amazing houses. They have this... Making tons of money off of YouTube, being skaters. And people will still make fun of them. And it just... It baffles it baffles me but those are not those are not forward-thinking people i think that's why you know they're stuck in the past stuck mm -hmm. in the ways and they're trying to hold on for dear life like no this is the way it should be yeah. whereas it, you can't do that you know you got to be able to like pivot and like adapt and i think uh -huh. that's what you were really good at you know is adapting and like i i'm honestly impressed with you is you never got discouraged it sounds like you know like literally you took that thing jason park sucks and you're like <laughs> I'm going to just make that my name, you know? Well, okay, I made it my name without knowing it was the password. And then when I found out it was the password, well, again, I got to keep saying, I don't know if this story is true. That's what I heard. It seems true. Hey, because otherwise, out, please. <laughs> yeah. Why would somebody tell me that if it wasn't true? Right, like right, they right. were genuinely surprised. Um, and also, I'm not trying to talk down on that skate shop. I'm uh, friends with almost all of them now. They're really cool people. It was like a time in the past. Back in the day. And right. I think it just uh, went back to like one person. But um, they're they're great people. And I didn't even mention their name. Yeah. Um, you're gonna tell me off camera though. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny. But it's all love, honestly, and that's what I really like about you too. Is you're very happy-go-lucky. You know, where a lot of skaters, they're like trying to be cool. You know, like wearing the coolest things and like 
you know, having this like facade about them of like style and like, you know, kind of stone face and all of this, but you're just like having good fun. You have like these weird potato skits that you do. <laughs> <laughs> My secret is that I never had a chance to be cool. <laughs> there was, there's never any chance. So I was like, whatever. I was always kind of a freak. And, I mean, the shirt that you're wearing right now, what is this? Whale shark? Oh, yeah. Whale is, shark. <laughs> I, I, I made this shirt. Yeah, this is some of my merch I sell. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's like whale plus shark equals whale shark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. Uh, my merch is so stupid. I mean... Tell me about the potato, Jason. Oh. What is this potato? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, people are probably so confused by that. So, it all started. I was in Arizona, and um, I, I forget. I was watching skate videos with some friends, and one of my friends was in a really bad mood, and he was uh, kind of like trying to make fun of everyone, and... Uh, I forget why he was like really he thought everyone was like teasing him and so he was like trying to like insult everyone okay. and then he gets to me he's like yeah Jason you got like a potato body and I thought that was and he was like trying to hurt my feelings right. but I thought that was so funny I was like <laughs> I do I do have a potato body and so I, he, I just kept running it like every day I was like I got a potato body look at me and then I would just start calling like other friends that looked like me like potato bodies and be like yeah we're like brethren of the potato and uh I just um I don't, I don't know. It's just my brain doesn't work really well, as you've already found out. Um, so I would just I just thought it was funny and stupid because I never heard it before. And then uh, I just started saying it in my YouTube videos, like calling myself a potato body, like I got this stubby potato body. And then people were like, oh, that's cool. And so I just kept running with it. And then it just became this, this meme. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just this meme. And then I was trying to find ways to just take it to the next level um, to really just uh, run that joke into the ground, you know. Um, and it keeps going for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get, won't like, die. I have these skits die. where I'm like, hey, we have a potato, and we're like, um, my most recent video, uh, I had a potato, and uh, my wife is like, she comes in, she's like, don't remember, don't slap Spud after midnight. We had this other skit where um, I I caught her slapping a <laughs> slapping a potato. I watched these. I watched yeah. these. Yeah. And we caught like I was like, I caught you like slapping starch or something, and then she's like, ah, oh, like. She called it slapping spud. I don't know. It's really stupid. So then I slap this potato after midnight when she's not looking, and I wake up the next day and I'm in a potato suit. And I like it. So the premise is like I turned into a potato, and then the video is just me skating in a potato suit. And it's it's so <laughs> stupid. It's like I love that. It's like the lowest uh, level lowest of, of intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever reason, it works. You know, because it's you being authentic. You know. And I don't it's know like, if it works, but I keep doing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty funny and it's very iconic. You know, like it brought I brought it up on the podcast. You know, like it was something yeah. where I've seen it enough where I was like, okay, Jason, I need to know about this potato. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. This potato. <laughs> I just it was this. Uh, yeah, my friend trying to insult me, and then uh, it's funny because. I started uh, doing it, like saying it a lot because I thought it was funny. And then I have this other friend in Arizona um, that my my friend that insulted me, he's like, oh, this guy also has a potato body. So next time I saw that other guy, I was like, hey, what's up, fellow potato body? And he kind of looked at me weird because he's one of my friends. And I was like, yeah, like we both got potato bodies. That's awesome. Or I, I don't know. I was calling him my brethren of the potato body or something <laughs> like that. And he was like kind of like fake smiling like, oh, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, he didn't like that. Like, note to self, don't don't say that to him anymore. <laughs> and uh, it turns out the potato body thing had originated even earlier from people would call that guy a potato body. Oh. And he hated it. And I think one guy even made a T-shirt with, like, him as a potato body. And, like, oh, he no. got so upset he was, like, crying or something. Oh, no. I don't know. And he's, he's, like, the sweetest human right, ever. Right, right, like, right. I love that guy so much. And I was like, dang, the people were bullying him with this uh you know this i, I want to it's not an insult to me but to him they were trying to insult right. him and i just thought it was funny 
And um, now you're doing it for, you know, you're actually like leaning into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I felt really bad about that. But I mean, um, I guess it's not actually a nice thing right. to say. But <laughs> Okay, so I have to ask you, Jason. This is a little bit away from the potatoes now. We're going to get back into the meat of this. Yeah. When right. you were, meat when you started. <laughs> meat and potatoes. I yeah, push the potatoes to the side. Let's go. Oh my god, he, he he actually got that joke. I like that. That's terrible. <laughs> mean and potatoes. I'm a dad joke. I'm a dad joke kind of guy, man. I just had my kids, so I love this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, you know, when you went first started going pro and stuff, uh, and you started skating when you were 13, mm-hmm. you're from an Asian household, right? Uh, you I see am? your mom and your dad from your videos and stuff. Super funny, by the way. I love those. Oh, thanks. But I would imagine being from an Asian household, wh- how did that go when you said, "Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to be a professional <laughs> skater." Well, surprisingly, um, they were very supportive. Really? Because I, I've always been so obsessed with skating. Um, you know, every day at school, I'd, it, it's funny. I think skating actually helped me perform better in school because if I got bad grades or I didn't finish my homework, I wasn't allowed to go skate. Oh. So it, it was like an encourage from, encouragement for me to, hey, do better, get good grades, and uh, finish your work quickly. So I go skate every day um, because I was so obsessed with it. And so... I think I had opportunities coming up in college. You know, I was I was in college in Hawaii. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, very directionless, and I almost felt like I was um, just wasting money. I mean, my parents' money. They were mm-hmm. it was a community college. They were paying for it, and I was like, I'm like wasting their money. I don't know what I want to do. Um, you know, I kind of had some interest, but I was like, I just want to skate all the time. And then I had I I was putting out videos on YouTube, and I was getting more and more offers from companies coming in basically telling me, hey, if you ever come to California, let's meet up, let's work together. And um, I, I remember thinking, oh, like, this sounds like it could work, it could pan out for me. Mm. So I ran it by my parents. I said, hey, what if I save up enough money, um, you know, I can move to California, I'm going to, you know, take a break from school, and if it, when it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out, I'll just come back to Hawaii and go back to school again and finish it up, and maybe I'll have a better idea of what I want to do in school. And they're, they're weirdly supportive. They're like, yeah, you know, we want you to... My parents have always been down for um, all of us to kind of chase our dreams and not live with that regret of, you know, Damn, if it didn't beautiful. happen, yeah. which is um, surprising. Yeah. That's very unorthodox of Asian parents, you know. Usually it's like, oh, no, you got to be a doctor. You got to be a lawyer. Exactly. This is how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And you have to go to school or else you're, quote, unquote, unsuccessful, you know. So for exactly. them to say, oh, you know what, go on your own to California and try out this skating thing. That's a really big deal. It was know? wild. Yeah. yeah, I was I was very surprised. I mean, they've always been very supportive in whatever we wanted to do. Um, but it was still surprising that they were cool with it. Um, <laughs> well, I also see it uh, that they're down for a lot of things that you do because they are in a lot of your videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. And those yeah. are the best videos, man. <laughs> my dad is so wild. I love both my parents. But, yeah, no, I love how those videos come out. Anything involving my parents is... They're they're weirdly down for it. It's so funny though because they're just like so Asian looking, and it's yeah. like, how is this gonna work in this video? And then you watch till the end, and you're like, oh okay, that somehow worked. My dad is crazy, so he um, he actually, you know, he used to do a lot of this. Um, he's a math teacher at okay. Iol- at Iolani, wow. and um, okay. he but his childhood was wild. Uh, he actually used to have a couple bands. He would do music performances. He actually got banned from UH, uh, not UH. Um, he got banned from Aloha Stadium because he would he like dressed in drag. They were doing a I think a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh-huh. performance, and I guess his outfit was too revealing or disturbing, <laughs> or his performance was. He actually yeah. got banned from performing at Aloha Stadium for what a while. The heck? Um, so it yeah. runs in your blood, then. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has this thing where he, um, his instrument um, that he's known for is he calls it the nose flute. 
where he plays a recorder with his nose. And um, that's like his thing where he'll do that at like parties and stuff. Um, he's always been, you know, he always tell me stories of how he used to go like streaking and stuff. I mean, I never did anything like that, but he always, he has all these crazy stories from when he was younger that I didn't hear about until, you know, I was way older. Right, right, right. Um, but I was like, oh, I guess it's genetic or something. And you're like, wow, my dad is a lot cooler than I thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool in the same way that, you know, I don't know, running around naked and getting- I think I think it's kind of interesting, you know, like it's better than, you know, you went, you did the normal life thing, you know, you went to high school, you went to college, you got a nine to five job. I think throwing those little things in the mix is what defines people, you know? Like, yeah. 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 And if you don't have like these stories to tell, like, what are you going to talk about when you get older? Like, oh yeah, that one wild time that I did yeah. homework until like 3 a.m. in the morning, you know? Exactly. I definitely would not be the human I am without my dad's influence um, growing up because he was always just pretty uh, authentic, I, like I guess. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, I remember being so grateful because I, I worked, I worked for, I think two years at Sears to save up money to move to LA. Nice. And uh, I also, I was like babysitting and giving skate lessons. Um, nice. but, uh, may, no, actually I wasn't giving skate lessons. I was just babysitting and working at Sears. And I, I mean, that's not like, a uh, the most glamorous job, but I remember being so miserable. Like that was probably the, the most depressed I'd ever been wow. was just like, working to the point where I didn't have time to skate every day. Oh, wow. And, um, I mean, that's like a normal, I I feel so privileged. That's so terrible to say, because that's like a normal life, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, and I wasn't even like that depressed. I didn't have, I I had some real problems, but nothing like too crazy. But I remember thinking like, wow, you know, I I just want to, I can't skate for like three days because I'm working and I'm too, you know, um, too tired to skate after. Mm. And God, this sounds so terrible listening to myself. No, it's, no, it's no. So, I, I so definitely privileged. understand. No, I, I mean, I do understand. It's the same, uh, like thinking just because I want to say like, you're like a free spirit kind of thing, you know, like that's what it takes to be like a pro skater and being out there in the world. And then when you're strapped down in the nine to five, you know, having to put on your nice, like steers shirt yeah. and stand prim and proper, you know, and do this. And then it's like, okay, time to skate. And then you're like, it's already five o'clock. It's pretty dark out. Yeah. How am I going to do this? You know, I guess I'm going to go sleep and do this again, you know? <laughs> like, but the thing is... It's a dream I, killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have a lot of money. That I was happier, like, not making money. Because um, mm. for skate, pursuing skating, I was not making money. I think um, I was pretty much living off of... Uh, I was paying rent, but it was very little because one of my best friends from Hawaii was living in L.A. And uh, I was living with him and he had a couple of roommates, but I would basically sleep on this inflatable mattress that he let me crash in the corner of his room. Wow. And then on weekends, uh, his girlfriend would come over, so I'd sleep in the living room on the floor, um, right. you know, give them yeah. the privacy. Um, so I was basically sleeping on the floor, um, surviving off of uh, my Sears savings, and then EBT, which uh, wow. was um, amazing. I mean, without, yeah, without that, I wouldn't have been able to eat food, and eating food is good. So that was <laughs> you gotta cool. got to eat your meat and potatoes. Yeah, I need the meat and potatoes. <laughs> But I mean, that's what it takes, you know, and like, that's cool to see, like, you kind of went through that struggle or you like, you know, those hardships and you just kept pursuing the dream, even though it was like hard, it wasn't easy, you know, like sleeping on the ground kind of sucks. Like, you know, having to use EBT kind of sucks. And it's like, you really wanted to like, try to make it skating though. And you kept pushing at it. Yeah. It was even worse when I went to Arizona because uh, um, two of my favorite skate filmers, um, shout out Hunter and Buster O'Shea. They made these videos when I was younger called a happy medium. And growing up in Hawaii, they, to me, they were the best filmed, best skate videos ever made. And it was always my dream to film with them and work with them. Um, when I was a kid, I had no idea, you know, who they were. I was just like, they make the best skate videos. My dream, more than going pro or anything, was to, like, film with them. 
So I actually, uh, when I moved to LA, they had a premiere of their third Happy Medium video in Arizona. So my friends and I took a road trip down there um, and uh, I met them at the premiere. And I remember telling my friend, or telling one of the filmers, I went up to him after, I was like, that was amazing. Like, you're like one of my heroes. And he's like, oh, I love your skating. So we kind of stayed in touch. And eventually I had the opportunity, they're like, you should come out to Arizona and film with us for a while. Um, so I went out to Arizona. I took like a Greyhound out there. I, I, I've had a friend out there who let me sleep on his floor. Um, and it was, it was a weird situation. I don't want to say too much cause I'm very thankful right, right. Um, to have that. But you know, um, he had this house where, um, he had this, uh, I don't, I don't want to, uh, he had, anyway. he had a weird family situation. <laughs> he had an interesting family situation to the point where, um, I was kind of uncomfortable out, out there. You know, every dad wake up, I'm like, I got to get out of the house. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, he's my friend. I'm very thankful he let me sleep there. A wonderful human, nicest human ever. But he had this girlfriend at the time, and she was insane. Like, they'd get in fights, and they'd be screaming mm. at each other at, until 3 in the morning, and then cops would come to the house. Oh, my God. And I'm over there, like, trying to get some sleep in the corner of the house, you know? And I'm like, I, I, I want to wake up and skate. And they're, you know, she, I just hear screaming like, He's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me from like outside. I was like, oh man, I, I just trying to get some sleep. And uh, it was like this whole, you know, every day was kind of crazy living there. Um, but, you know, you do what you do to get the opportunity to go out and skate every day and film. Seems like, yeah, I mean, you're just sleeping on floors. You're a professional, like uh, just sleeping on floors kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I, I would uh, I would go to sprouts and get oatmeal and just every day i would just eat oatmeal and sandwiches which is pretty awesome that i'm not complaining about i love oatmeal but it was like i'd eat the same thing every day whatever i could afford oatmeal and sandwiches and i would sleep on the floor while what? like all this fighting was happening and stuff and uh but i had the opportunity to go out and skate and do something film, you really were passionate about film video part with those guys uh yeah it was just a, it was overall a great time you know i think back on it i don't remember the bad times i just remember having fun filming with my friends but uh the time outside of skating was kind of hectic. Right, you know? right, right. It seems like you're most happy, I think, when you're, you know, in that realm of skating and all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like you're like, everything else is like living for the next moment of when you can skate. Like right now, exactly. you're like, dang, I have to do this podcast, but I wish I had my board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things are a little different now, but yeah. <laughs> we are going skating after this, though. See, I, I, don't know I, I knew it. I called it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Very fortunate. So um, being married, um, that my wife skates very um you know we got skating yeah, let's together talk all the about time. that man because what's cool is in your youtube series you know nana your wife uh she actually is, you're teaching her how to skate which i think is pretty cool yeah yeah it's fun too i mean um i've had a lot i've been in a lot of relationships where they're like you skate too much like you need to like take some days off and like i want to spend the day with you and you know of course that's normal yeah. um and i mean we do that too but uh you know i like a lot of it was like my a lot of problems with previous relationships was being that like i skated too much and uh too with, much look yeah, at me now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but with now with my uh with nana um you know we met because of skating because she also loves skating um before we even met and now we go out and skate all the time and it's just our you know it's like what we do together it's our favorite thing to do together and i'm very fortunate to have that sort of relationship in my marriage um where what i want to do every day is what she wants to do every day as well mm, that's, you know? that's how life should be i think you know it's like just and honestly, like, you know, to be a little bit more uh, candid about it, too, it's like that's how relationships should be, I feel like. You know, you mm -hmm. want to have, like, similar goals and stuff. And if you find somebody that's actually, like, in that same lane as you, that yeah. makes it so easy. You know, it makes it so easy to kind of just live your life and both be happy because you guys are together all the time. 
doing your thing, but it's also something you guys are both passionate about individually, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is amazing. And I I love it comes off in the videos too, man. Like I love seeing you guys like interact, you know, seeing like the progression of skating. I think that's what a lot of people like too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 That progression of like, okay, she, she's learning how to ride. Now she can do this trick. Now she can do this trick. It's like, this is cool. You know, it's more relatable too. And it's more, um, I think people like to watch that. A lot of people like to watch that more than even me skating. Cause sometimes I'll try so hard. I'll film a video where it's this trick I've never seen anyone do before. I've always wanted to do it. It's a trick that, you know, like I try so hard. It's one of the hardest tricks I've ever done. I put it out and people don't care. Mm. People, Some people don't care. And then I'll put out a video where like, oh, it's like me teaching her how to do like a basic trick. But you can see the work that she puts into it, the passion that she has trying to learn it. And people love that. It's mm. it's a lot more fun to watch, I think, um, in that. Well, yeah, it's all it's relatable. But all, and, you know, can people are going through the same steps in their skating process. Um, and also, yeah, I guess I never realized it was that uh, rare, you know, having like skating with your wife. Um, Super rare. Yeah. Yeah. And just female skaters in general, I think, are still kind of like on the come up too. You know, I think yeah. it's, it's good that Olympic girl, the young one winning, that helps a lot for exposure for women oh, in definitely. skating. definitely. But I think that was a big stigma before too, right? Like when I used to go to the skate park, I saw zero women at the skate None, park. None, yeah. Yeah. Now there's a lot, which yeah. is really cool. And it's funny because I had no idea because, um, you know, I, I love doing YouTube videos. Uh, I love doing YouTube, but my channel wasn't that big. And I'm I'm okay with that. I, I, it's just more like I, I do it because I love it. Um, it's not the biggest channel or anything. But I've, I've been surprised. I had so many people come up to us and they're telling me a lot of girls and they're like you know i've always been too scared to skate or go to the skate oh, park beautiful. but watching nana skate it's you know it inspired me to go out and skate or not to be scared to go to the park i've had a lot of people tell me that you know they have gone to the park these girls and been treated in a way that you know they were uncomfortable with um and it kind of discouraged them i've had people say hey, i went to the park and you know like these guys were giving me a weird vibe so i just never went back and then watching nana skate um, seeing how comfortable she is out there being herself, it's, you know, it made me want to give it another shot. So it's, it's been cool. I never had, um, had expected that to be something that would happen because, you know, I made videos with her because that's what we do. That's right. what we do every day. Uh, I never expected it to, you know, a, a surprising amount of people have told me that like they've started skating or that it's helped them feel more comfortable just watching Nana progress. So yeah, it's been it's been really cool to hear that sort of feedback. It, well, I, I what I want to say too is, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I feel like your channel is morphing into a family channel. Which How I dare think is you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, I'm a pro skater. I don't yeah. want to be a family channel, <laughs> but I think that's, that's what's good, you know, because skating is. I think you're a family channel that skates, you know, mm-hmm. which is important. You know, you're not just solely focused on skating because sometimes it's hard to relate to that, like an average person, like. Nobody can do the tricks that you're doing. It's too hard. And like even just the basic tricks, it's like I can never do that, you know? Yeah. And watching everybody else do the same thing over and over, you know, like 20 guys doing the same trick or whatever. It, like it's tedious. But what you're bringing, you know, is something completely different in terms of content. You're bringing your own personality, which is nice because, again, we were saying like a lot of these skaters can be kind of like stuck up or whatever, trying to yeah. act cooler than they are, you know, but you're just being yourself and people love that. And so I think that's what really shows in the video. And that's why I think like, I think even numbers wise, like the best videos that you guys do are like the ones with your dad and your mom yeah. or with your wife, you know, like those yeah. do huge numbers. And then, like you said, your trick videos, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> because know? it's about fun. I it is. Exactly. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to is, you know, that's why everybody starts skating in the first place. Yes. Um, I mean, some people skate because they want to just be pro, but that's not the right reason to yep. do it. 
even you know with me i never thought being pro was a reality i did it because it's fun it's awesome skating is so cool and uh that's why everybody should do it is because it's fun and so i think that's what's important to come off you know in these videos i try to show that it is fun that's the whole point that's what i go out and do every weekend or almost every day actually is just go out and try and have fun and uh it doesn't get old for you it doesn't get boring yeah yeah, yeah. because you're always trying to do something different do something different skate somewhere different or you know like my wife's trying to learn something new um it's there's it's never ending like we talked about earlier and uh it's just about enjoying it i think a lot of people uh, they focus too much on trying to be the best i have a Mm. lot of people saying i'm not progressing fast enough i'm not learning these tricks fast enough how i feel like i've hit a wall and it's like well that shouldn't be important you know a lot of my the days that I have the most fun, I'm going out and I'm just doing easy tricks all day. And I'm just going there. I'm just rolling around the park, hanging out with my wife, some of my friends, and just doing easy tricks and having fun. And because, I mean, that's that's why we all started in the first place. Right. right. It should be at least, you know. It should then, be. Yeah, yeah. It should be. Okay. So I, I love talking about, you know, the skating and all of this, but I got to get into the gaming. You know, I, oh, we're okay. running a little bit short on time here and we can uh, head out soon. I know you guys got to go to your skate park, but. Let's talk about the gaming for a bit. I know uh-huh. you just recently started a gaming channel as well, right? On Very YouTube. recently, yeah. Very yeah. recently, yeah. So how's that been going? Or like, what was your idea of wanting to do this now? Well, I've always just loved games. And recently, over the past year uh, or so, I just haven't had much time to play. Just focusing on YouTube and, you know, like being married and, you know, um, that sort of thing. Um, and I've always, I just thought it was a cool excuse to, like, get back into a lot of games. I was like, oh, I want to try it, but... I don't want to, you know, buy that game and then I'll play it like once and I won't have any time. And then I was like, oh, I should start a gaming channel. It might be a cool outlet for me, and, you know, because I love games. And also it's a good excuse to be able to play games more. I can play games with my wife who she's never played games. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to, to watch her play. And then, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just always been a passion of mine and just to see how it goes. And if it doesn't work out, my gaming channel doesn't work out, whatever. But um, same reason why you started skating, you know, you're just putting it out there because you like putting out that content. Exactly. Yeah. Something I've always enjoyed. And I see people I have a lot of friends with gaming channels and they love it. And uh, I was like, that looks like fun. That looks like something fun to do. So what kind of games are you into then? Is it just the skating games or the skating videos have done best so far? Um, because I guess like a lot of my demographic that has of passed course. over or skaters. But I, I want to try and just dabble with a bunch of different games. We played this one. Um, that was really fun called Untitled Goose Game. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. And you just, it makes no sense that game. It's the one where you're on the farm with a goose, right? Yeah, you're a, you're you're a goose, or you can play two players. We're both geese, and you just harass people. Um, like the challenges are like steal the little boy's glasses, or like uh, trap him in the phone booth, or like steal from the shop. And you're just like geese. And um, I, I've always liked Super Smash Brothers. Hey, you know Super Smash Bros? I, I was uh, pretty big on that back in the day, N64 days. Yeah, that was when it first started. And then GameCube. Now my friends, uh, shout out to Jacob guys. They they are like way too good. So he uh-huh. he plays Ryu like I don't even know. It's like fifteen hundred hours or some shit. He's oh, a wow. nerd. Yeah, if Jacob, you're listening to this, you're a loser. Anyway, <laughs> he's really Take good that. though. He, he's really good though. It's like the kind where he can uh, five stock you. And, okay. And, yeah, yeah. So he's really good. But that was a really fun game too. So I, that was what I enjoyed, and it was also I think it was more because it was like uh, getting together with friends. Remember back in the day, yeah. it was like you got to ha- you had to play like in the same room as other people. I don't play online. I don't play games oh, online. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, to me, it's not fun. Mm. Uh, local co-op, or not local co-op, just local multiplayer is the only way to go. To yep. me, that's where you get that full experience. A lot of people would disagree with me, and I know it's harder with COVID and everybody, but um, it's just playing in person with friends. That's the best way to play games. That's where I've always had the most fun. Um, Super Smash was, yeah, it's, you just Who's play your with main? your friends. Who's your main? Um, now, so 
I was really good when we when Melee came out, the GameCube one. Oh, That's that the was one. the one. That was the yeah. <laughs> I was like that jerk who would just like tweak out. I think I had a world record in one of the event match or I think they were called event matches. I, I tied a world record for a little bit and one of the break the targets before that got record got oh. beaten. I was like like that yeah, like that jerk who would just like tweak out and get really good and uh I mean, I never played competitively, but uh-huh. I could beat all my friends really easily. Oh, we got okay, but, Jacob. If you're listening, you got to challenge Jason then. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so, okay, back then, I I was like very confident. I was like really good. Who did you use? Uh, I used Falco. Oh, you and, were that guy. Yeah, okay, so yeah, if you yeah. use Falco, guys, if you don't know gaming, Falco is definitely a high tier character. <laughs> he, he moves very very fast, and you got to be very good because it's it's concise things and it's more combos than anything. Yeah, I was I was like really good, and now I just. I don't know. I mean, I'm still all right. I'm still pretty good, I guess. Like, I can I can beat any skateboarders that I know. Like, but I, in terms of competitive Smash, Smash players, I'd probably lose pretty badly. Did you know about like all those wave dashing and all of that stuff back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I I dabbled with wave dashing, but I was more. I just went off of just natural timing and spacing oh, okay, more than okay. I know. Wave dashing is for spacing, right? Um, but I. It's not as practical as people think it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It, yeah. So I, I dabbled with it. I would use it occasionally, but I wasn't much of a wave dasher. Okay. Because I always thought it was really funny watching, you know, like, I'd have friends <laughs> where they're wave dashing, like, they learn the technical techniques, but they don't have that intuition. No. So they'd be wave dashing all over the stage, and then, and then you, you just, just kill them. Yeah. And it's, like, really funny. Uh, but now, now, like, Smash Ultimate being out... Um, I play more just for fun. Like, okay. I'll play on a team with my wife and we'll play against computers or I'll go to my friend's house and we'll play like eight player battles and stuff. You Dude, know? okay. So, okay. So this is how nerdy me and my friends are with this. We went to Vegas in April, right? Uh-huh. When we were going on the plane inside of the waiting area, he, my friend brought his switch and we were all just connected up to his switch oh. playing right there inside of the, you know, just waiting for our, our plane to come. <laughs> so we played before the trip to Vegas. As soon as we land, get to our hotel, we plug into the hotel's TV and start playing. And I'm like, when are we going to go down to like the casino and, you know, hang out and stuff? He's like, no, no, no. Let's just play a couple first. Ends up being like an hour, two hours. And then That's we go amazing. down. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. So, Smash yeah. is the best. It's the best. <laughs> it, well, it really, I think for us, it is like a friendship thing, you know? Like, it, it is. Just, it yeah. kind of like, it's not really like a competition so much because I got Jacob just kicks all of our butts and sometimes mm-hmm. we can take stocks and that's like a win, but it's more like, you know, just kind of like. <laughs> That competitive thing, but it's also, it's not so, like, serious where it's, like, you know, it gets heated kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Is that the only kind of games you play then, or what What else you got going on? Um, uh, Yeah, so I used to, like I said, I used to be way more into games. Um, now it's, um, you know, I, I like those games because it's what I grew up on. Uh-huh. It's what I'm comfortable with. Um, I always like Pokemon games. Right. Um, those were cool. Um, like Sword and Shield, I played those. Um, well, one of them, I think I had Shield. Um, no I, RPGs or anything. Uh, I I just got a PS5, nice. so um, I downloaded uh, what is it? Like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know that's old at this point, right? Um, but that was pretty cool. I really liked uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, everybody loves out. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. that game was incredible. Um, but no, I used to be super. You know, like Final Fantasy um, eight was probably eight and nine were probably my favorite of those. Everybody loves eight and nine. Yeah, and I really I, it's like a kid game, but I love Paper Mario. Oh, that was a fun one too. That was like really, really fun. Yeah. Um, so I do like RPGs and stuff. I'm very disconnected, like from a lot of what games have been popular. Because you've been skating so much. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, when I do play, I'll, oh, Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart, actually. <laughs> okay. We got to try this. I was really good at Double Dash. I don't know about the newer. Mario Double Kart. Dash was so fun. That was the best one. They never yeah. brought it back. They need to retro that. So Double Dash, I think, was the best one up until the new one, Eight and Eight Deluxe. 
Um, the Goals new, are not better. In, are they better than Double Dash? Uh, per, it's all it's all subjective. I think so because up until then, I thought Double Dash was the best. Double yeah. Dash was an untouchable Mario Kart yeah, game. Yeah. The new ones are incredible, though. I think they don't have the mechanic of switching character. Switching. No, no, they don't have that. See, mechanic. I, I don't know. Just that one mechanic for whatever reason, I was like, it added so much diversity, you know. And just, it did. Yeah. And the levels are iconic. You know, the tracks and all of this. Oh, dude. Okay, you're a very well, nerdy gamer then i like that eight Delu- <laughs> well the mario kart 8 and deluxe they have tracks from all the previous like all the best oh. tracks from the previous mario kart games plus okay. some new ones i believe um you know i, I didn't play all of them but i played a lot of double dash um so it has you know tracks from like the n64 one from double dash um it has tracks from like the s like the super nintendo versions wow. and they just like redo the graphics but it's the same course hmm. it's really cool okay maybe i should check it out though. would highly recommend yeah well i Double Dash is the one with the balloon battles and stuff too, right? I they have those available in the new one as well, like uh-huh. balloon battles, coin battles, and stuff. No, but I, I would though. just do the racing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I remember all of that. And one of the things that I'm like nerdy about too is when I watch uh like uh I I guess it's just they're trying to record break, you know, for how fast you can fit like speed running, yeah, Mario Kart stuff, and you're seeing like the weird things where they got to knock into this wall like seven times, and then all of a sudden it blasts them off. Like, yeah, I like watching that stuff. I'm so weird like that. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Like how people figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the things that I always think about when I think of Mario Kart. I'm like, yeah, those there's some weird speed running stuff going on in there. But yeah, it's insane. Well, I'm happy to hear you know that you're doing the gaming channel. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, and I, if you guys are listening and whatever, just be sure to follow not only the uh, subscribe to the skating channel, but also go find the gaming channel as well. Which is it just Jason Park Gaming. Yeah, just Jason Park Gaming. No, you took out the sucks. He doesn't suck anymore, yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I still Park suck. sucks at game. <laughs> it's just not advertised, but I still suck. <laughs> no, no, not at this point, man. Not at this <laughs> point. One last question before you leave. Uh, I know you guys are running short on time. Nike SBs. I got to talk about it. Uh-huh. I'm a sneaker guy. Yeah. Have you ever been into the shoe game in skating? Not really, because I mean, when you skate shoes, they you just destroy them. Yes. Right. Um, like I'll go through a pair of shoes. Um, one pair will last me between one to three weeks, usually like one or two weeks. That fast? Yeah, because I skate a lot. Um, so huh. a pair of shoes will last me one or two weeks. I mean, I also, um, so I ride for this company S, uh, just ES, S Footwear. I remember uh, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been around for a long time yeah. since back in the day. Um, they've, when I was younger, they were my favorite shoe company. I thought they were the best skate shoes. Shout so. out to Ed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say shout out to Ennis. <laughs> so, yes, was good too. <laughs> yeah. So to be so to be riding for them now is pretty cool. Um but I you know I've tried all the different shoes, you know. Um I've tried DC's, Lakai's, Audi um Audio back in the day. I liked those. I've tried Nike's. Um Nike made this one shoe I really liked called the uh, Janoski. Oh yeah, the Janoski. Yeah, it's yeah. like their most popular shoe, right? Uh it's well, or, yeah, well, it's the most mass produced. Yeah, 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 because it is good to skate. Yeah. That was a good shoe. Um but no, I never got into like the shoe collecting or anything. I would just mm. skate them and destroy them and then on to the next pair. I guess that makes sense because for a lot of these shoes now, the SBs especially, they're very popular. I'm, I'm sure you know, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Five, six hundred bucks. But to a skater, it's like that, that's three kickflips up front left of the shoe is destroyed already. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah. I can see that. Okay, so you're a true, true. So then now you're going through three pairs of or like. Two pairs of shoes a month, then basically. Yeah, it's around there. Yeah, two pairs a month. That's insane. It's just because you, you, I just skate a lot. Um, and you know the type of tricks I do, where you're flipping your board. It's a lot you of friction to, against the grip tape. Right. It uh, destroys them pretty quickly. That makes sense. And street skating too. When you're when I'm skating like rough spots where the ground's not perfect, ditches or you know school. You know how Hawaii ground can be sometimes. Pretty yeah. Rough. 
um, and falling all over the ground, flopping all over the place and flailing my body. Uh, that destroys shoes a lot quicker as well. And if you're at a skate park every day and uh, the ground's really smooth and you're just doing tricks where you're not um, just flipping your board a lot, then you could probably make them last a lot longer. It also doesn't help when uh, Mr. Jason Park is skating uh, over oceans, over water. Oh, yeah. Then... <laughs> Those are always old beach. shoes, though. <laughs> I, I remember I, watching that. I was like, oh, man, this guy. <laughs> I saved my old. I have a bunch of old shoes I saved just for stuff like that. Like, oh, if I'm going in the ocean. Oh, because something. you're not going to have to do a flip trick or something with it. So it's it's, it's okay if it's a little bit beat up. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or it's, plus, I'm just going in the water. Like, I could technically skate whatever. You know, my old shoes, um, I could do all the tricks on them. It's not going to feel as good. But if I'm doing a trick where I'm falling in the water, then, yeah, I'm just going to use some old right. shoes. Okay, there we go. I needed to know. I needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in, Jason. I appreciate it, man. Thank you It's for really me. interesting to just see all of the background, you know, of being a pro skater. And I'm just really happy to see that you're also taking it to the social media side as well. I hope you continue to innovate, man. And I hope we can see, like, in a year from now that your channels, both of them, will be blown up, you know, and it'll that be. That would be cool. Yeah, family channel, man. Um, I want to <laughs> see the progression of everything. Yeah. Uh, well, it just looks like it's going. Thanks. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been really fun to work on. So I'm glad that you've been enjoying that. So where can people follow you then? Um, so I have Instagram at Jason Park Sucks. Uh, been mainly focusing on my YouTube channel, which I think is just YouTube.com slash Jason Park Sucks. And then just started my gaming channel, Jason Park Gaming. Um, but yeah, those are the places that no I TikTok. Uh, I, I have a TikTok. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> I don't. I, I upload sometimes. I always hated TikTok because I'm too old for it. I'm like that guy. It's so weird, you know. Like um, when we're younger and uh, like EDM music is coming out, and those people are like this is not music. And uh, now I'm like that guy about TikTok. I'm like this is so. But I'm just. I'm just. Old. We gotta. We gotta stop talking about before the young kids get mad at us that we're too old. Yeah, but like, I get. I get the appeal of TikTok. I started one. I so I do have TikTok. Yeah, follow is me it there. Just at Jason Park sucks. I don't know. Should I check? I don't know what it is. Okay, let's give him. A, let's give him a second to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah as I mean, we break down here really follow, fast. I need. If I have more followers on TikTok, maybe I'll use it. <laughs> I have, dude, somebody stole my uh, username on TikTok, so that's why I don't use it. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody took Untied Hawaii. I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't use this anymore. Oh, it's Jason Park Sucks. There we hey, go. Just Jason what Park do sucks. you know? Big, yeah. big surprise. I got like uh, 6,000 followers. It's not a lot, but it's it's something. I don't know. Give, Follow him. Uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Come on. Come on. We, we got 200-something thousand on Instagram. Where are you guys at on TikTok? I think the Instagram's cooler, though. <laughs> I just think it's a better platform. Look at this old man. This old I'm man. so old. I'm so old and alone. <laughs> and I'm such a potato. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening to today's podcast. We will be back again soon with another episode. So be sure to subscribe and turn your notifications on. Until next time, though, stay safe, stay humble, and stay blessed, guys. Aloha. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>